As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Another edition of the JPP Pod. We got the normal crew. Yep, that's LJ's voice you hear. We got LJ and Pops with us. Yo, yo, yo. Finally back. I know it probably. I mean, it looks like the listener can't see this, but he might have pulled out some hair while uh, editing the last pod with because Uncle Tony just he loves poking the bear and he knows that LJ's (laughs) listening to every little bit of it, especially (laughs) the things I cut, man. (laughs) <laughs> oh, but we do want to say thanks to Uncle Tone for hopping yeah, on with this last week. It, it was great. it was fun. It was fun jumping on. But we got some uh some fun stuff to get to this week. And I just I kind of want to kick it off with America's team has Hell topped, yeah. <laughs> has topped the God. most value. Uh, so so I'll back up just a second. Forbes <laughs> just released the the top fifty most valued sports franchises. And topping the list for the fourth fourth straight year is none other than the Dallas Cowboys at five of course it is. billion dollars with a B with a big B with, with a big old <laughs> B. Um, the the rest of the list kind of goes. Uh, it was two Yankees who moved up from uh, number four, I believe, last year. Then Real Madrid, Barcelona, and then number five. The New York Knickerbockers. Well, <laughs> I, we'll we'll get into that in a second because I just don't understand how that franchise is the fifth most valued. But I was looking at, at some of the stuff from the Cowboys and kind of reading some of the Forbes article, and it was just kind of interesting. I, I want to get you, your guys' thoughts. The the defending N- NFC East champs are the most valued franchise despite losing to the Rams last year in the divisional round, marking the twenty third straight season the boys have been kept out of the NFC title game. Right now, the only the Redskins and the Lions have longer title game droughts. But despite that, the Cowboys had nine of the 50 highest rated sports TV broadcasts in 2008. Uh, and they Those were all were regular regu- season. Yeah, all regular season games. <laughs> well, that's and all they get. The page. <laughs> The pa- yeah, well, yeah, because that's all they play, but yeah, true. <laughs> the Patriots were the only NFL team or, or team in general with more than four games among the top 50. So, I mean, that just shows you say what you will about the Cowboys and their success, but man, eyeballs tuned to watch. I, what, what were your thoughts when y'all saw the Cowboys top the list yet again? Did you have any pops? Well, I, I guess I wasn't completely surprised. I mean, because love them or hate them, people, people want to watch them to hate them or to love them. And, and uh, you know, I was amazed that Jerry Jones has just, what he bought him for $150 million, Oh my and God. they're estimated thirty to be years worth ago, yeah, five billion dollars, oh which is is a number that's almost unfathomable to me. But probably well, it's like because he's not going to sell them. He's yeah. not going to well, sell it. You know that number, like you said, that billion. It's like what LJ brought up. It was a, it was a month or so ago where he just 
showed you how big I don't our brain can't fathom how big a billion is and five billion dollars up from one hundred and thirty. Yeah. Say what you will about him as an owner, but boy has he done has he made that value yep. uh made that yeah, value he made that franchise. In the franchise. LJ, so what about valuable. you? Did, did did you just roll your eyes reading it or or what 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 was your thoughts when you saw them sitting at number one? I mean it was it was the thing that I knew. I mean obviously they've been uh I'm looking at the graph right now of them over the past they've been the number one franchise in the world over the past four years. And so, you know, you couldn't expect anything other than that, because why would their value have gone uh, grown less than some other teams? I feel like we talk about the NFL being dead all the time, and I still believe that they're on that pathway. Um, We might get into more why uh, later, but but, uh, you know, they're they're still growing. They're definitely still growing. And uh, and the Cowboys being number one on top of everybody else because of that crazy man's oil, Derek uh, decision making. I mean. Uh, he's, uh, he's, he's a genius businessman. He's a, a bad owner, but a genius businessman. Fact. I mean, you, you can't dispute that as far as business. I, some of the notes I had from Jerry Jones, and it was some of that stuff in the article that just fascinated me was that Jerry Jones generates an estimated $340 million in sponsorships and premium seating revenue at AT&T stadium, which is twice as much as any team. Wow. And then I saw since buying the Cowboys, like dad mentioned, he bought him at 150 million 30 years ago. He's really revolutionized stadium sponsorships. He broke away from the NFL share revenue system, launched a stadium management firm, the the Legends Hospitality with the Yankees, and oh by the way, opened a 1.5 billion dollar practice facility. Oh. It's just it's just printing money is yeah. what Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboy does. And and I I think it's it goes back to your sentence, L. Uh Say what you will about him as an owner slash maybe GM or scout or whatever when it comes to building a team for the Dallas Cowboys. When it comes to to making the money, he he does it tenfold. And mm-hmm. and, no and then uh, kind of what you talked about, uh, I was looking at the there was a graph that showed that the NFL, like, like you said, I, I do think it's slow slowly fading away as far as you know. There's a lot of issues they're facing, whether it be how they punish different different uh things in, in in domestic violence or criminal cases or or just the CTE drama that's going on and how safe the league actually is more than half of the top 50 of the of Forbes list of the most valued franchises are football teams so the NFL well, is still doing very very Kevin well. I wanted to ask you so I saw that too now it said are football squads they gotta mean NFL football yeah, squads they do specifically yes. right yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, hey, 20, Alabama of the 50, and Texas A&M of the 50 and some of, those, teams. some of those college football teams make a buttload of money. But yeah, yeah but I don't I think technically any of those NFL. can make the list because they are part of non-profit public schools. Non-profit, um, yeah. Okay. So I don't believe any of those have made this list. I mean, Alabama would be the one to look. Let me do a control F real quick. Nope, nothing. So yeah, college teams I don't think make this list. But... Um, but yeah, NFL teams. Well, and I, I just think the 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 demise of football may be too prematurely reported because I mean I know I, words, I, I know all three of us sitting here and yeah. Uncle Uncle Tony is I mean we're excited about football coming. I yeah. mean, like you said, Kevin, more than half of the top fifty most profitable franchises are foot or NFL football teams. I mean, it's it's a hell of a thing. I, I mean, I'm so excited about this season. I'm ready. I can't wait. Um, just to give, I, just to give a like to to break it down, 
The NFL had 29 teams in the top 50. The MLB had eight down one from the previous year. Soccer had seven and the NBA had six. The NBA was the big jump as far as in the past, since 2012, where there was just two teams in the top 50. Now there's six in the top 50 and I think two in the top 10 or so, two or three in the top 10. LJ, what were, what were you, you looked like you might've had something you were going to say well, regarding, me, you know, the NFL's. Well, I, I want to look up something just based off of what you said real quick. I want to see, you said 2012 was when the NBA jumped or, or had two. Well, since and 2012. Since Let me see. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious. When did Adam Silver take over 2014? So I wonder if that has a lot to do with, well, also, and, and the Dallas Mavericks won the, the title in 2011. I'm sure that has a big... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people actually got excited, you know? You want to own a Dallas franchise, I think, is is the lesson here. Well, but, <laughs> but don't you think NBA does somewhat bridge the gap b- between soccer and football? Football is an American sport. Yeah. Soccer is a world sport. NBA is an American but becoming a world sport. Yeah. Um, so I think it bridges that gap a little bit. And I think you'll see more NBA teams uh, in this list as we go about. Now, the fact that the New York Knicks are the, the top NBA team in value blows my freaking mind. I cannot, I don't even, I think that's wrong. I think they made a mistake. <laughs> you think it's a typo in there? I think it's a typo. They must have met the LA War, or the Warriors, the, uh, the, the, the Golden State Warriors, the, the Lakers State Warriors or, something. or something. Yeah, I, I don't get that. Well, the reason I feel like the NFL teams are are so high on the list, and we're seeing the jump in the NBA teams, like we mentioned, it's it's got to have something to do with those those huge TV deals. I saw on on Forbes's article they added up the TV deals that the NFL alone makes, and and they make two hundred sixty million dollars per team last year on different TV wow. contracts through CBS, Fox, ESPN, you name right. it. And then just recently. ESPN and Turner Broadcasting spent huge on NBA TV rights. So that's why I think you're seeing the the NFL dominate because they've always dominated TV. That Just like the Cowboys. We talked about the Cowboys on regular season games. Just what for what it is, Dad talked about it. We're going to watch regular season NFL, and that's where they dominate because the MLB, they have so many games. We you know, you kind of go in and out of whether you're going to watch the regular season. And well, NBA and there's definitely has so many. There's definitely something to be said of if you can buy a ticket or watch from your couch, would you rather go to or watch a, a MLB game, a baseball game? A baseball game? I'd yeah, rather be rather there go to watch or watch it on person TV. If I, if I could. An MLB, baseball. I probably would rather go to, I guess. Yeah, so NBA, would you rather watch it on TV or watch it in person? That's a much, tougher, it's a much tougher <laughs> argument. Fair enough. But NFL, even couch, if you, no matter couch, what seat you have, couch, couch, couch. fact. Yeah. I'd like to throw so on think, Red Zone Channel and sit on my recliner. <laughs> even better, yeah, watching more than one game. Yeah, that that's yeah, great point. Um, and so that's you're right. That's the TV. The TV ability of the NFL is a big reason to why it's where it is and has been for so long. It's perfect. It's a perfect TV game. It's a perfect yeah. HD television game. I mean, it just it mm-hmm. it, it matches up perfectly. Yeah. So, I guess the the ultimate question is: uh, the NFL is still dominating, but do we think, say, five years from now, no other team, no other NFL team made the top five? So, five years from now, do we see the NFL slowly coming down to the pack and other teams catching up? Or, or I mean, what I think, do you think the question is these TV contracts for me, right? I think the the question is what what are the links of these TV contracts 
are they are they signing stuff now that's bigger than what they were previously signing? And so uh, I, I would my gut would tell me that these contracts are generally for like decade ish lengths. Yeah. And like so that. if that's the case, then we won't see the, the NFL's drop off for 10 years. Um, it, well, I mean, we'll see. But I feel like that's that it, it doesn't matter whether or not it loses popularity. They're going to grow in value until these contracts start running out. And then at that point, I do think we start seeing that decline whenever that is. We start seeing it, and I think it'll happen pretty quickly. Well, but so the decline is because of the issues I think you mentioned before. CTE mainly, probably number one, right? It's definitely, it's. I mean, it's the top two, right? There's CTE and then there's disciplinary but, action. But what I'm, what I'm getting to is if there's TV money for another 10 years, say, or maybe we're three or four years into the contract, so let's say it's seven years left seven, of TV sure. money, whatever. Um. There's so much money there to be made that that's going to keep people coming to it. That's going to keep athletes playing the game. Um, and and so I just don't think it's going to go away as long as there's that much money in it. Well, I think I think to some degree, though, because for the players, there's not that much more money than other leagues, right? Well, like we've talked and about that's a number of times. What a, there's what more a money in the NBA, versus, right? And, yeah, yeah. And, and it's guaranteed. Uh, and you don't have to... Yeah, and you don't have to worry about not being able to go run out in a park with your grandchildren when you're, uh, you know, 60 years old or whatever. Where um, I think it starts changing, I think this is right where I'm just picking up with what I feel like LJ's going is in 20 years, the kids growing up, you're going to see. I want to, if I could be a really good running back or I can go play in the NFL, NBA, there's no question. Not even a question. Not even yeah. a question. The money's just not there. And these contracts, go look at. We talked about. I know this this will be LJ's favorite favorite topic, but we talked about free agency in NBA. All those mm-hmm. guys are signing. Tobias Harris just signed a one hundred fifty eight million dollar contract, and he's, I think, known as probably the third best player on any NBA team. I I don't think you're getting him as a superstar, and he's getting paid more than quarterbacks are getting paid in the NFL, and it's all guaranteed. He can't be cut if for whatever reason his knee stops working. Well, I do want to say to to jump on the other side of the argument because I'm I'm apt to to devil's advocate myself all the time. <laughs> but uh the the Tobias Harris is that's who you said, right? Mm-hmm. But that's that's the name I brought up, yeah. So, he's he's one of, you know, uh let's see. So there's 30 NBA teams and there's what 12 players 12, on a 12 team. to 15 on each roster, yeah. So we're talking about something like uh, 360 players. Much more jobs in the NFL. Whatever. Yeah, very fair point. So he is one of the best 360 players in the league, no doubt whatsoever. And uh, a best one of the best 360 players in the league in the NFL might not even make the starting lineup um, of their perspective team. And I think that's so, a very fair, and that's, a, that's something that gets lost when people are like, a role player makes this in the NBA. But yeah, that, that role player in the NBA is the seventh best player on his team where that defensive tackle that didn't make near the money in the NFL might be the 35th best player on the team or something. And that's something that gets lost in what you'll see it on Twitter where the NFL players start complaining. And, and I get it when you're those top dogs, like Deandre Hopkins is like, man, this guy's a role player makes $80 million and I'm just trying to get an $80 million contract. And he, and we just talked about last week, he might be the best receiver in football. So I think you have a fair point, though. There's more NFL players than there is NBA players, and that's why yeah. you see these contracts get skyrocketed. Yeah. But I, I, I just think it'll be – I think you're on to something where the, the TV deals 
that's where the money's made, and that's where we'll see. If the TV deals don't run out for another 10 years, then yeah, the NFL is still going to be king for the next 10 years. But in 15, 20 years, when these 12, 10-year-olds start becoming real athletes in high school, and, and they, they start making the decision, or college, and they go, can I go to play college basketball or college football, and where do they spend their time? I would imagine parents would push them away from football. Dad's already talked about if he could go back, he might would think about holding us out of football. And this is someone who loves the game. So yeah, I think that's interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, and I agree with that. It's my favorite sport uh, in the world. And I think if I had a son today asking me if I could get him a helmet or some, you know, a sleeve, then I'm getting that Allen Allen Iverson sleeve all day, every day, because I want him to be an NBA player well before an NFL player. No doubt. I, I think you hit the nail on the head, Kev, that, Parents are going to start encouraging their children to play sports other than football uh, or boxing, which I do want to get to in a little bit is another sport I love. But um, the the fact is something else I was going to add earlier. There are still a lot of football players that are in the booth that are not brain silly that are. So you can play football and not have those effects so prominent so early in life. And I think the the image is that's not going to happen to me. That's what everybody thinks about everything. Everything, sure, yeah. everything yeah. that won't happen to me. Yeah. So, so I still think football has some life, but I I think that both of y'all hit hit the nail on the head in that when parents start pushing their or encouraging their children to play sports other than sports that have CTE dangers, which any reasonable parent's going to do. Yeah, that will be the death of those yeah. sports. Right, you're gonna yeah. start seeing those pictures. Like right now, they, I love when Monday Night Football did this. They'll show the picture of the quarterback, like Jared Goff's wearing he's little five year old Jared Goff's wearing a helmet and with a football in his hand. And now those those parents aren't gonna be throwing a little plastic helmet on you. They're gonna be throwing like LJ said, the basketball sleeve on your arm and, yeah. and the basketball in your Nerf goal and, and or putting and a I, club in your, you know see, golf club in your hand or right. something. Well, right. that's a great yeah. Yeah, baseball bat, tennis racket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, soccer. Either I way, mean, soccer ball. I mean, oh, definitely soccer. Now, yeah. soccer. There, there are potentially some CTE issues there, right? With, With headbutting the ball, and you, when you when you go head the ball, yeah, uh, you can headbutt someone else going forward. There are dangers in soccer that. Well, and and one of the things that I don't think soccer wants to talk about is I do think that uh, it comes from uh, repeated hits to the head, not bone crushing hits to the head, right? So like. Uh, uh, football players that play linemen are a lot more susceptible to CTE than somebody that got jacked up and had a bunch of uh, uh, obvious concussions like Steve Young. Like Steve because Young, because it's that constant. Repeating. Yeah, exactly. Steve Young might affect uh, escape the effects of CTE, whereas like um, Mark Schlereth may or may not. You know what I mean? It's it's the the constant hitting and and uh, the constant headbutting in soccer does have an effect. Although I, I would imagine it's way less than football. It's still something that as a parent, I think one would have to consider compared to say a basketball where you're worried about their knees more than anything else. And you can, you know, yeah. have your, your life without your knees. Right. You know, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, you can have your life and you can think and you, you know, you can be a productive citizen without a knee. I mean, yeah. you wouldn't want to, but Right. But, but people but do can. it all the time. But people that are brain damaged, I mean, it's it's obviously a different conversation for a different day. But yeah, I mean, that's rough. That's that's a whole different set of circumstances. 
I know one thing's for sure. If you're like us and you're not, and you and you realize pretty quick in life that you weren't going to have the ability to go play professional sports, but you still want to go watch some professional what sports. What would you do? What would you do if you wanted to you watch have, professional sports? You have to. Well, the, the best way, I guess you could try different different sites, but the best way to go is go to SeatGeek.com and get your tickets over there. SeatGeek, okay. they, they just take all of the confusion out of the ticket buying process. They They... They give you the the green dots for the really good deals, the the yellow dots for that deal's iffy, it's okay, and then the red dots for the ones you want to stay away from. Whereas those other sites, you just never know whether you're getting the bang for your buck and and how well that ticket actually is. And right now, SeatGeek is trying to hook up our listeners. If you go to SeatGeek and put in the promo code ACA for armchair... Put in the promo code ACAA for Armchair All Americans. That's one of our partners on the pod. If you put in ACAA right now, you'll get twenty bucks off your first purchase. So, right now we kind of talked about we're in the in the dog days of of the the summer, and so baseball is kind of the big deal. And and you want to go catch a foul ball. You want to go to the game. Hit Seat Geek up. Put in the promo code ACAA. Get your first couple of beers on the pod on us, <laughs> and go watch the game. Seat Geek. Life's an event, and they have the tickets. Yes, sir. We we mentioned real quick before we get off these these franchises. Uh, Dad, how the hell are the James the Jimmy Dolan led New York Knicks <laughs> number five in the most valued NBA franchise? That makes no sense, Kevin. I absolutely do not have an answer to that. I have zero. I mean, the fact that they're in New York, the most New York is that it? That's it. That's the answer. That's the answer. You see where the Giants are on the list? The Giants are number ten. I, okay. I mean, well, at least they've won it, a couple Super Bowls in my lifetime. I'm just saying, if you want to own a team, you want to own it in New York. That's it's just a fact. Or L.A. Those are the other options. But but New York is a place to own something. It, if you can own anything in New York, then you're is it just because rich. I, it just makes I don't know. It just blows my mind. I mean, I guess Madison Square Garden and the Knicks are still something. But when's the last? I can't tell you the last time. I've seen because it hadn't Knicks happened play in your a nationally lifetime. Televised game. <laughs> you don't well, know it. It hasn't <laughs> happened. Well, it like there was a there was like five or six years ago or whatever where Melo was still like one of the best scorers in the game, and there might have been a game where I was like, "Ooh, the Knicks are playing on Thursday night. I, I want to watch it." And the, at least in the past five plus years, there's not been a game where I thought, "Oh, the Knicks are playing. Let me catch I, that." Look, here's the deal. Can I shut you down real quick, please? If the if the value of a team had anything to do with how good they were, do you think the Cowboys would be number one for the last Fair. four years? Fair. The Cowboys are You're always talking trash about the Knicks. Well, 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 no, because the Cowboys are always relevant. They're going to come down to we've talked about this for week seventeen. They're going to be eight and yeah, seven. They're going to come down to right ninth, before the playoffs, and that it's ninth not going to win against the Giants. Will make it because I lose to Philadelphia win. every year. They're going to be the 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 best. The Cowboys are going to be the best mediocre team ever. The, whereas the Knicks win fourteen games in a given season. Out I think of I'd rather have that because at least you have the excitement of the draft. The Cowboys do nothing in their offseason every year because they can't <laughs> afford to because they pay Zeke too much money and uh, and Dak too much money and they can't they can't afford to do anything and they can't get a draft pick. So I think I'd rather have a losing team than a mediocre team. As a Broncos fan, I think I can. Definitely attest to how much a mediocre team sucks. Whoa. Hey, I can honestly tell you, I would rather like the Cowboys than the New York Knicks. I mean, because there is hope. There is a possibility that things could come together 
and the Cowboys could be in it. The Knicks just suck. I mean, they just suck. They have yeah. bad ownership. They've had bad GMs. Oh, okay. They've had That's bad players. That's unique to them, not the Cowboys. I mean, the list goes on and on. Right, right. That's nothing like the Cowboys. None of those things apply. I'm, I'm not going to take this, LJ. There. How's the head coaching? Des, Des <laughs> caught it. Des caught it, and they should have won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Yeah, the only way that their maybe greatest quarterback to play in the last 10 years uh, made it to a Super Bowl. Well, no, Tom Brady. But uh, but T- Tony Rome was one of the greatest quarterbacks we've seen. And the only reason he made it to the Super Bowl was because he was announcing. So the Cowboys are garbage. You're lucky. You're lucky I didn't have a mute button because as soon as that <laughs> sentence ended with one of the greatest quarterbacks we've seen, I would have just put a period and muted Stopped you. it. Yeah, I thought, oh my <laughs> God, he said that, Kevin. I heard him say that. I no, heard him. Look, we had this conversation. I think listeners should also uh, to think this through. Would you rather have Tony Romo with Troy Aikman's best team or Troy Aikman with Tony Romo's best team? And I think that answers real quickly how good Tony Romo actually is. I think a lot of people... Would have a hard time saying Tony Romo's not one of the greats. I mean, this right here is music to my ears. I I beat this drum every single (laughs) day at work. And he could not hardly make it to the damn playoffs. So you're talking about the Knicks are garbage. Come on. You give uh, Emmett Smith, (laughs) Michael Irvin and Jay Novacek to freaking Tony Romo. They're a, yeah. I mean, well, they're more. They were a dynasty anyway. I'm sorry. They yeah, I was about to say they didn't anyway. win. I know, but then okay. So here's the thing: is you give them Jason Garrett and they're an eight win team. So just throwing that out there. Well, but if, if Jerry Jones would have let Jimmy Johnson be the coach for a little longer, it would have been amazing. Hell, right. Right. And they're the number one value Bowl. in the world as a sports franchise. So don't even tell me the Knicks being number five doesn't make any sense. I'm just saying. Before we before we pivot to the next topic, though, I just want to bounce back to one thing you said, LJ. You would rather <laughs> your favorite team be terrible and suck than be mediocre and in the playoff hunt every year. They might miss yeah. it a lot of years, but they're yeah. in it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, that's what he says. I think there's Kevin. more hope in that. I, I disagree. Says the guy who has the Super Bowl not too long ago from the, the Broncos. I mean, you, you've yeah. been there. Yeah, and and then we've also been mediocre and sucked since then, and I'd rather have the suck team. I, I like, I you know, that's just that's my. Opinion. But the Knicks always suck. The Knicks suck for the past 18, 20 years, and they all they do is spend their money on mediocre players instead of getting. Uh, we could do this all day. I feel like we could argue yeah. this all day, and LJ is going to be just as stubborn as I will be, and we won't admit that we're wrong. That doesn't sound like us at all. Mm. <laughs> I wonder where y'all get that from. <laughs> I know mom's got the answer. She's listening to this right now. I think she mom and Tammy exactly both where. have the answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So switching topics a little bit, uh, sticking with the NFL though, we brought, we were bringing up, you know, some, some quarterbacks and we, we talked some Romo and we were talking a little Zeke and, and different guys right now. I feel like it's the time of year where if your favorite team's skill position guy is in the news, Probably ain't good. And the, the main <laughs> one I got to talk about is Odell Beckham Jr. decided now is a great time to go do the big GQ interview and a big article. And uh, he had a few interesting things to say. Among them, he talked about how disrespected he felt by the Giants. And what really caught my eye was he says that he is the reason he kept the Giants brand alive over the past few years. Uh is he getting a little too big for his britches there, or or is he on to something, Pops? Yes, he's getting too big for his britches. Yes, that rubbed me the wrong way. You know what? He's probably right, though. 
I mean, he he's definitely right. He, yeah. He's right. I mean, he he had that comment <laughs> where you know we were five eleven and still playing in prime time, and because I mean, he I says think he was, was the reason they were playing in prime time, which maybe. Uh, that one catch that he made like six years ago is the reason that they played in primetime so, any games. Did since you then. see, by the way, so I looked, you know, he's got this car, right? This car that the hood ornament is him making that catch. No, yes. that's awesome. The hood ornament oh, on the car is that him is so making cool. that catch. It is kind of, oh man, kind of cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. Odell Beckham seemed a little full of himself, but he is, he is an amazing athlete. If he keeps his head together, um, I mean, he's, he did say Baker Mayfield, Danced better than he did. I mean, I don't know if he, I don't know if he said that, but he he did Whoa. say he he said Baker Mayfield had a lot of moves. He said he might have even danced better than Odell. Wow, that's high praise. Mm. Yeah, I I just have to back though. I mean, yes, he was part of the reason there in the prime in primetime games, but also a reason there in primetime games is like like LJ mentioned. Say what you will about whether they were good or not, but they're a New York franchise, and I guess that yeah. makes you a valuable one. And people are watching the Giants, and even when they suck, people are watching them. And the Giants, yeah, they're brand, watching because Eli Manning could go off at any minute, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, last year Saquon Barco was a big reason they were still, yeah, last year watching the, ga- people were watching yeah. those games, and yeah. I, the Giants' brand is there's they've put together Super Bowl teams, they have Super Bowl winners, and yes, Beckham was really good, but. The Giants' brand is a bigger brand than Odell Beckham Jr. He might have kept them relevant last year, but he didn't keep the brand alive. Well, and I will say, you've got a good point because I think the Cowboys and the Giants are like the ante of each other, where the Cowboys are the team that you look at every year and say, they should win the Super Bowl, and then they don't even make the playoffs. Whereas the Giants are the team that you look at every year and say, I don't see how they win four games, and then somehow they've won Super Bowls with those teams. So... um. You you've got to watch giant games because you never know what when that nine and yeah, seventeen because somehow make Tom that Brady goofy look, look at Eli Manning is yeah. going to put together a six game run where he wins a damn Super Bowl and throws one up to David Tyree. It, right there's just <laughs> there's more of a brand. I I thought when he was he was onto something when he said like he's kind of the reason they were in primetime games because yes ESPN loves showing the the Monday night pregame camera that just focuses on Odell Beckham Jr. and shows yeah. him doing one hand catches and yes that's right but. Did he keep the brand alive? No, I don't think that. And then there was a ton of areas where he talked about how he was taking shots at the coaches and GMs and then talked about how playing for the Giants oftentimes made him consider retirement and all this stuff. I, the Giants did nicely give him a $95 million contract. contract. So yeah. it wasn't all bad while he was there in New York. It, it, he, yeah, he's now built a brand for about himself. the money. Yeah, the money helps. Yeah, it does help. No, it helps. It helps. But like knowing that you're on a perennial losers team, I mean that does suck. Yeah. Well, when you're cashing that ninety million dollar paycheck, you know it it helps make that losing team a little better. Uh, yeah, I'll let you know when I cash that check from this podcast. I'll let you know how it feels. Yeah, yeah. Well, but uh, but we're winners. <laughs> we're winners here. Winners. Yeah, I know. See, that's the thing. Yeah, every week we come in and we're the best podcast on the air. So you know, it's a little. You know, I'll take the paycheck we get. It just, it kind of, when I was reading that article, it just seems like, I, I, I don't, I wonder if OBJ's learning. There was times in New York where I felt like the spotlight kind of was a little much and, and he made much ado about nothing and got in the news for reasons that ne- didn't necessarily need to be. And then decides to do the GQ interview. And there were some interesting things on there where they actually talked to him about, because it's been on Twitter where people question OBJ's sexuality and whether he could possibly be gay or not. And they opened up, he had a really cool topic where he talked about it and, 
he was it, there was a lot of that interview that I thought found was really interesting. But then the stuff where he had to bring up all this giant stuff, it just is like stay just why get into this? Why get into the weeds? Why get down in there? You're over, you're in Cleveland. He's like you talked about daddy's talks nothing. He always great about Baker Mayfield and seems to really love it. And I just wonder was the New York drama part of him being in New York and being in the spotlight, or is there something about OBJ and the drama? And does is that going to follow him to Cleveland? Like, what if they start two and three or three and five? Is all of a sudden drama in Cleveland now too? Is he hitting yes, nets there? Yes, the answer is yes. I mean, Odell Beckham has drama <laughs> wherever he goes, and he will have it in Cleveland. And he is a, an amazing talent. And I think it all it's all in one package. You have to deal with the whole package if you're going to yeah, take Yeah, I, I think he's one of those guys. If they start out 6-1 and one and he's balling, he's going to be the most fun ever and talk about mm-hmm. how awesome Cleveland is and he's going to be the best locker room guy. But as soon as there's a three or four game skid, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Des Bryant where he's the, the a great locker room guy when things are going good. But when things start to get a little down and you start hearing those whispers and and I'd say the, these athletes will say what they want, but – Start reading the tweets and, and, and all this. All of a sudden, the drama starts. And speaking of, we talked about skill position guys in the news uh, and reading tweets. One of our favorites we like to bring up here, old Le'Veon Bell, is apparently... Oh, Lev. He doesn't, he doesn't pay attention to the haters, but he's oh. also tired of the haters. <laughs> and he, he took to IG this past weekend to have a, a, a public address where he just basically went off on people hating on him for diff- for his hobbies outside of football, like basketball, <laughs> like rapping and other like things. two women naked in the bed that steal his jewelry. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that. <laughs> his, and his big point was, and, you know, maybe he has a little bit of validity to it. it, it, it one of the quotes I, I wrote down was he said, if somebody works at Target, do you think when they work from 9 to 5, do they go home and all they do is worry about putting stuff blank on the shelves they're, they, they're trying to worry about what serial number's coming up. No, you think LeBron James is waking up every day working out. No, he's still having his Taco Tuesdays. Y'all think he's just hooping all day. Y'all think Beyonce wakes up and sings all day. And so he has a fair point. Yes, you can have hobbies and stuff, but I think, Dad, you might have been on to something. Those hobbies don't have to include to like leave in practice with two naked women in your bed to steal your jewelry. Hey, and- here's the thing, Le'Veon Bell. I get it. I, what he said was was not completely out of line. I mean, I understand his frustration, but you get paid a lot of money. You're in the national spotlight. Let that shit go. You need to let yeah. it go. You don't need to address it, and especially don't bitch about social media on social media. <laughs> you know, come on. Uh, so that's how I feel about it. Why can these players not just ignore us peons here that don't make any don't make near the money they are clearly well, not as athletic that's that still talk shit about them? Why can't they ignore us and just know? It's a little easier said than done, though. I mean, yes, it, I, is, it's, it is. He is being an idiot, and and he's also I think like straight up wrong because I think like what makes Michael Jordan the greatest basketball player player of all time is because he was in the gym at four a.m. and uh, and then well, no, no, he was. He was at the car table at 4 a.m. smoking cigars, but he was in well, the no, gym. He was at the car table at 3.30, but he was in the gym at 4. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but I, I, when everybody's shouting, you're an idiot, you're an idiot, I do think no matter how much you should be able to tune those people out, it is still, it's going to wear on you. I mean, I do think 
social media is a bad thing for everybody of every class level and income level and race and gender and whatever. Like social media can kill anybody. So but I, think I get why he's frustrated. But by you, it. I think it's if you're in that spotlight, I think what comes with that is rise above that and let that just roll off your back like duck, you know, water off a duck's back. I think that's how you should yeah. handle it. Now, in theory, I, but I how could, much training do you know. think he's had in that? I mean, he it, all of his training has been in how to hold a football and move forward with it. That's like literally all he's ever been given lessons on in his life. So, you know, it is it's it's not something that's well, easy for anybody. Now, the the NFL does give them some PR lessons, don't they? I mean, they come and talk to them about ha- how to handle reporters. So, so I mean, I hear you. You're right. The the most of his training has been in how to move a football down the field, but. He has had some training in how to handle adverse conditions in the public eye. and Yeah, he, and he's probably got a team too, but, you know, sometimes you're underslept and you just say something stupid in social media. You know, you say something stupid on Facebook when you're in eighth grade. But, uh, you know. Hell, I say something stupid on the just average Saturday night. So, you know, yeah, it does yeah. happen. Yeah, it's, uh, stick it's hard hey, to, just stick around long enough. You might do it here in the next 30 minutes. Hell, keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of running backs, I, and we didn't bring this up before. Did y'all see some of the, the, the drama that Ezekiel Elliott was going through? Tell me a little bit about I it. I did not see exactly what happened. I, I saw a, bi- a bunch, but it, I didn't it, see. It happened. I, I don't remember when. I think that actually happened in May, but TMZ got video of it. Uh, he was in Las Vegas, and he was put in handcuffs after and arrested after knocking down a security guard, and the security guard pressed charges. Uh, the video came out. I don't think the it did, it wasn't near as bad as it was made out to be, and the NFL investigated, and they didn't punish Ezekiel Elliott. But I, what I didn't like from it is Ezekiel Elliott and his lawyers filed or claimed that it was extortion and that this guy was just trying to get some clout because it was Elliott and all this. And... Yes, it got blown out of proportion, but where there's smoke, there's fire. And a guy like Ezekiel, where we know there's been issues with him off the field. He's had tons of issues where he's done this or that and probably needs to rein in a little bit. He's still, if you watch the video TMZ put out, he's still clearly the aggressor for this this bouncer and goes up to him and, and kind of at, jumps at him. And the guy, I think, as he's backing down, trips. So it doesn't get pushed to the ground as it, as it was made out to be. But... The fact that they called it extortion, I just think it's like, come on. Instead of calling out this this guard, just try to let it go and be the bigger man. I don't know why they had to go through that. And just another reason why I don't think Zeke's probably going to – if I'm the Cowboys, I don't think i pay Zeke after this offseason. As much as I love him, I don't think i give him the big contract. Do you agree, hmm. Dad? You know, I think arguably he may be the best back in the NFL now, especially with, with Gurley's yeah. – whatever, whatever Gurley's got going on. Um, but – uh, you know, like I, I think I said last week, which I stole from Cowherd, is put Lamar Miller, trade trade him and put Lamar Miller behind that line. I mean, that guy can run, he can catch. That's the be- one of the best offensive lines in football. I mean, I might I might do that. I might help Frank Gore. Shit, how old is Frank Gore now? I mean, he's still... He's about 72. Yeah, about 72, he's, but yeah. he's, he's still running the ball, and getting five... He's down for 72 yards a game, too. Five so. yards a carry, so... I, <laughs> I would have a tough time with that. That would be a very difficult decision for me if I were the uh, enamorous owner of the Cowboys, Jerry Jones. Uh-huh.
Hey guys, as you can tell from our lengthened tech schedule this week that we had a lot of issues. We had some technical glitches and so this is a shortened version of our podcast for this week. We lost a lot of good material because of some recording issues and because of some memory issues and just all sorts of things. But uh, next week we'll be back and rolling, ready to go, and uh, thank you for listening. You can find our website at jpppod.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter. You can listen to us on anywhere you get podcasts. Please uh, subscribe for future episodes, and thank you for bearing with us. Have a nice rest of your weekend, and we'll catch up soon. Peace out.